Welcome to another Karate Cafe Minisode. Minisodes are a sort of martial arts soapbox. There's no topic, no planning, and no response from the other guy. This Minisode is brought to you by Piranha Gear. Go to www.piranagear.com and let them know that Karate Cafe sent you. And now, here's Paul. Hello again, everybody. It's Paul with Karate Cafe coming at you with another Minisode. Uh, I was recently watching on Netflix, uh, who, as I said before, spurned us in the whole um, sponsorship category. But nevertheless, I was watching Netflix, and I stumbled upon the fact that uh, Karate Kid 1 and 2 were on there, uh, but not 3. And 3, I think, is probably almost as crucial as number 1, uh, and even number 2 to to some extent. Uh, you, I, we've talked about Karate Kid uh, before, and I've talked about him, and of course, anyone who's talked to me has heard me say, Karate Kid movies are, are, are great right up until the actual martial arts. Be that as it may, uh, from a you know a fundamental standpoint and a, and a martial arts ta- standpoint, talking about you know training and, and being a karateka or a martial artist in general, uh, Karate Kid movies, I think, are, are, are pretty good. Um, at least, you know, from an idealistic standpoint. So so the topic today is, who do you choose to train with? Mr. Miyagi or Terry Silver? There was a real dichotomy. You got a little glance of it, uh, you know, in, in the first movie, in the first part of the second movie, uh, uh, between Mr. Miyagi's karate and the Cobra Kai dojo. Uh, but you got a real good sense of the sort of different ways of approaching martial arts. In the third movie, uh, that introduced the character of Terry Silver, played by uh, Thomas Ian Griffith, uh, who we'd love to have on the show if anybody can talk to him out there and you know see if he can have him on, because he is actually a martial artist. But that's, I digress. Uh, here's a little clip of the difference in training. Wax on, wax off, breathe in, breathe out, wax on. Wax off. Rule number one. A man can't stand. He can't fight. Daniel son. Secret to punch. Make a power. Whole body. Fit inside. Winch. Yeah. Rule number two of the Quicksilver method. A man can't breathe. He can't fight. Now show me wax on, wax off. Aye. Rule number three. A man can't see, he can't fight. Call crane technique. Does it work? If do right, no can defense. What, you think you can rely on that crane crap? What's the matter, you some kind of girl or something? Punch! Drive a punch! Not just arm, whole body! Can you spot the differences? Yes, there are fundamental differences between, uh, you know, their aspects of martial arts. However... Uh, if you think about it, some of the fundamental parts of the technique they're coming across are the same. You know, uh, they want to s- achieve the same goals. So, uh, one thing that I kind of was thinking about uh, over the last couple of days is, you know, how Im- it's really kind of I think important to not just train with Mr. Miyagi or not just train with Terry Silver or even train with John Kreese. I think it's important to seek out within your martial art and your martial arts family. And perhaps even your your martial arts community um, 
different voices. I think it's really important to, especially within your system, to uh, get different perspectives on the application of technique and uh, perhaps even the path of martial arts itself. So as an example, uh, my sensei uh, teaches me something uh, completely different necessarily than, say, uh, other senior instructors in our federation. Uh, I learned the core, the foundation of, of what I do from him. Uh, I learned a lot about being a person, about being you know, a quality human being from him. Uh, I've learned uh, some cool techniques and um, to, uh, a certain way to approach uh, how I learn and how I uh, interact with my uh, fellow association members and other martial artists in general from him, um, from um, perhaps other members of, of the Federation uh, are more technically oriented. Uh, it's not to say that they're not fine human beings and, and can pass that on, but uh, I kind of already had that core, that framework in place, and so uh, I found some of my polish came from other voices. Uh, they would tell me what they thought, and uh, they would show me perhaps a different application of the technique, or um, maybe tell me to think about it in a different way. For example, when I arrived in San Diego and trained with uh, Tosh Gillespie, who was a, a fine martial artist uh, that I got a chance to train with while I was there, um, he had come over to our style. He trained in a, a different flavor of, or different branch, I guess, of our style. Um, but he came at it from a completely different standpoint. He was much more fluid and much more um, relaxed with his technique. Uh, and it kind of opened my eyes a little bit more about that. Um, he was not, you know, less effective or more effective. He was a fantastic uh, fighter. Uh, the few times I I tried to spar with him, uh, I didn't learn much because it was so fast. But it, watching him spar other people was a real eye-opener. Um, meeting uh, guys that uh, today are, are, you know, eighth degrees and seventh degrees in, in our system and, and talking with them and getting just, you know, a little pearl of wisdom and, you know, just watching them train or just listen to them at a seminar when they stress something, it's probably because it's fairly important to them, if not to the system as, as a whole. So paying attention to what they say and then going and maybe asking a little follow-on question or, you know, if you're lucky enough to have them you know, let you be okay and um, you know, throw you or put the put the grip on you or, or, or whatever uh, is a tremendous learning experience. Um, and even though it may be something the way they ap apply whatever the technique is or whatever the concept is, uh, however they apply it may be different than you're used to even though it's within the same system, uh, because different minds come at things different ways. So I think it's important if you uh, are lucky enough to be part of a, a fairly large group and can interact on a, on, a, on a regular basis, is to seek out those different names. Uh, coming up through the ranks, I didn't really do that as much until after I got the black belt and really started you know, absorbing it more. Um, and now, as a for lack of a better word, senior instructor. Um, yeah, I, I think I have contributions. So when people ask me questions about things, and I'll talk to them, it may be something that that they've already seen, uh, or it may be something that they you know uh, are can, can kind of discount immediately. But it's it's the way I see it, and they ask me the question, so so I showed them. Uh, I think I've been lucky enough to kind of 
impart some sort of knowledge to people, if nothing else, as an object lesson on how not to do it. Um, but I, I've trained with a, a few people who are in, under other instructors, and uh, they've always seemed fairly appreciative of, of, of my take. Now, whether or not they already knew it, um, I think within my sort of level of instructors, I guess you should say, um, you know, we all have kind of our own unique voices. I think uh, guys are at fourth and fifth degree uh, in my system. You know, it, it's not lockstep. I think we have things that we all focus on between ourselves. So when we interact with each other's students, uh, I for one I, am, take great pains to say, you know, like, you know, this is not the way it is. This is the way I see it. And it seems to work. So, you know, take that and, and, and run with it. Now, you know, to go back to the Mr. Miyagi and, and Terry Silver you know, metaphor, the, the, the basics, uh, you know, of the first two movies, let's say, <laughs> that uh, Mr. Miyagi was sharing were, were great and they were solid basics. But like Terry Silver pointed out, there were things that perhaps did not necessarily appear. You know, there, there are things that, you know, from his angle, it was like, these are fundamental things that you should know. And you don't know them, and he taught them. And uh, now we all know how that all worked out. But um, I think that those were concepts and stuff that Daniel-san obviously needed. So, uh, you know, and, and it may be the fact that he didn't research it. It may, be the th it may be something that from the instructor standpoint, you know, they didn't need. Perhaps, you know, from their application and uh, their ability, they don't need those techniques. Or maybe they came upon them naturally and didn't think they needed to be, you know, pushed to the front of the line. Um, but uh, needless to say, you know, I, it's very important to get the multiple voices. You know, if you just stay with one person, if you just, you know, follow uh, one voice, you may miss something, uh, you know, and okay, caveat right now, don't everyone go into class tomorrow morning or tomorrow evening rather and say, you know, why haven't you taught me, you know, groundwork? I, I've, I've had people, you know, students say, you know, why don't we do more groundwork? And I, and I say, well, because I only know so much groundwork and uh, some of it might not be good. So um, if you really, really, really want to know groundwork, you should go study with an instructor that knows a lot about groundwork. Uh, there are instructors within our, our system that uh, have incorporated groundwork um, in, a, in a large part uh, and so that's kind of my resources, like, you know, so at a seminar and say like, hey, show me whatever that is, uh, because it's important. Uh, and I think it is important as an instructor to know um, what you don't know and, and be sure to, you know, stress that to your students. Like, you know, there's this and I teach this much of it and there's more to it, you know, and we can go find it together maybe. Uh, but it, if you're, you know, we've, we had a discussion uh, quite a while back uh, with someone who said, you know, should we be teaching, uh, should black belts be learning, you know, weapons? Um, by weapons, I mean firearms. And, you know, should you incorporate that in your training? And, and my take, of course, was, well, no, because I'm not a firearms instructor. And I have no desire to really go be a firearms instructor. So it would be, you know, uh, inexcusable for me to teach firearms instruction. Um, to anyone <laughs> but uh you know it, it, working with that um I'm, I'm not telling everyone to go out and learn firearms by the way um 
<clears throat> but if, if, you know, if you ran into another instructor who was like, hey, why aren't you learning firearms? Then that, you know, there's the debate. There's the, the question. There's the, the talking point that, you know, as a martial artist, you have to, you know, wrestle with, go to your instructor uh, and, and, and talk to them about it and see what they think. And then, you know, maybe do your research and, and come up with your own ideas. Uh, one of the things is you know, not to be let off the path, maybe not to, uh, for me, is, you know, keep your eye on the goal. You know, don't get dissuaded. Don't get uh, driven off the path by Terry Silver who comes by and has something that looks really cool but uh, may not necessarily get you, you know, where you need to be, but, you know, put you where you think you want to be. Uh, and um, break your knuckles and whatever he did. But again, as martial artists, it's important for us to have an internal dialogue as well as an external dialogue with, with people, uh, peers, uh, seniors, and juniors to, um, you know, fill your knowledge, fill your gaps. Uh, while you might not necessarily want to go pursue something, like maybe, you know, there's stick work. Well, maybe you should learn stick work. Yeah, maybe I should learn stick work, but... How much do I really want to know? You know, is this the time for me to learn it? That sort of thing. Maybe not. So I'll just kind of fiddle with it for a little while, and then at some point, you know, I'll I'll delve more deeply into it. I think that is an important thing for a martial artist to to do is you know a constant constant self evaluation, constant uh, awareness of, of of what your technique is and what it can do and what you can do with it, and uh, by the same token, finding different voices to amplify what you already know and to maybe help you discover places that you, you haven't gone before. Now, if they show up and they've got really slick back hair and a ponytail and, you know, uh, a, a big big grin and, and, and most importantly, if they're walking around with a Cobra Kai Dojo t-shirt on, you might want to slide on the other way. That's all i got for this mini-sode and I will talk to you all again very soon. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Karate Cafe. Remember, you can help support this podcast by going to our sponsor, Piranha Gear. Go to piranhagear.com and let them know Karate Cafe sent you. You can also support the show by donations. Go to karatecafe.com, click on the support button, donate as much as you like or as little as a dollar a show. That's all we ask. And as always, you can continue the conversation on the forums at karatecafe.com. We'll talk to you again very soon.